0: Amen. It's good to be in the house today. Real quick, we want to welcome everybody tuning in online. Lawrenceburg, we're so excited to have you guys. Come on, man. God's doing some amazing things in Lawrenceburg. You guys thankful for that? So excited you guys are hanging out. Also, Shoals, I just gotta give some love to my people over there. We're so excited you guys are there. Many people showed up this morning to get ready for what God's gonna do, and so love you. Excited not only what God has already done, but what he is gonna continue to do in the Shoals. And everybody tuning in online, man, so excited to have you here. Pastor Steve says it every week. We believe Jesus is the hope. Come on, he's the hope of the world. And uh, every one of us are gathered here today really to celebrate that and that moment. Hopefully you've been having individual worship services all week. And to, today we have the pleasure to come together and worship the Lord uh, as a corporate body. Isn't that exciting? It feels good to be here. Uh, some of you, man, I, I, really, I'm looking at some new faces today, which means life change is happening here. Come on. And, uh, and so if you don't know me, hey, I'm Ryan Mauser, and I'm the campus pastor at our Shoals Campus. Uh, I have had the pleasure for nine years now to be the youth pastor, to be the young adult pastor, and to uh, really just take on any any hat that I can, and uh, I am so thankful for Faith Church. Today is a bittersweet day, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try not to cry, but uh, given my life really here and, and and really to serve and to be a part of what God is doing. And uh, this doesn't mean I'm gonna be gone forever, but this means this is the last time I'll preach at this campus on a Sunday morning, potentially. And uh, because God is moving us on, man, to, to the Shoals campus and we're we're connecting. Many of you, we're connecting with your friends. We're connecting with people at uh, Papa Walk when we're eating some Chinese food. Uh, but there's people all around us in the Shoals that won't cross the river, that need the hope of Jesus. And so, man, we are so honored to be able to partner with the vision Vision. Thank you for sowing into that. But uh, I'm just going to say it this morning. A church and a vision and a movement wouldn't be nothing without a leader. And uh, Pastor Steve, I just want to publicly honor you. I know I, I do this all the time individually uh, in a text message, but Pastor, I'm so thankful you are a confident leader. I'm thankful that we are the church. Come on. I'm thankful that we're the church that exists to reach people and connect them to God and others. I love talking to people and telling them about Faith Church because we're not just a church. We're the church that is reaching unchurched people, that we are intentional about trying to create services and environments that will reach. I've been saved for about 20-something years. I get reached every time I come up in this place. Amen? But we're a church that reaches out and says, hey, you might not go to a might not go to, to the average church. You might go not go to a, a place that that maybe you've been burned by. But we want to we want to make a room for you so you can come here. You're far from God. We want you to know He's right there. All you got to do is make a turn. Come on. I'm thankful for our pastor's vision. Thankful for the him entrusting me with the opportunity and uh, and really. I don't take it lightly being able to stand here on Sunday mornings in front of you guys to proclaim the Word of God. So uh, just be praying for me. I just want you to know something as the message of confidence has been really what the Lord has laid on me uh, really for the last few weeks. Yesterday was maybe one of the toughest days of lack of confidence. Y'all know what that means, right? Which which means uh, I, I really struggle with, am, am, I, am I preaching the right thing? Am I, am I saying what you want me to say, God? And the enemy started just coming after all of my insecurities. You, you know when God wants to do something in your life, the enemy's gonna come against you. Hello, anybody? And uh, and so really what, what that reminds or what that makes me think is God has a word for someone today because he had a word for me. Uh, he has a word for the body of Christ. He has a word for those of you that are tuning in online. He has a word for somebody in Lawrenceburg. He has a word for somebody in the Shoals. And so today, man, I just want you to pray for me as I share and, uh, and, and share what the Lord has laid on my heart. Uh, if you were a fly on the wall in the last few weeks, really months, and you're around Pastor Steve, you would hear him say something like this. You're not ready for 2022. Come on, some of the staff members would be like, yep, he said a lot, right? We did you, you're not ready for 2022. Or he would say something like this, that 2022 is gonna be our year. Come on, how many of you want that to happen in our churches? Come on, in all campuses that 2022 would be our year does that mean that it's going to be our year that that we that uh that we get the most recognition i, I don't think that's what it's about does that mean that this is going to be our year where where we're gonna people are going to talk about us and social media numbers are going to go out the roof? And does that mean this is going to be our year where where um, people are going to give more money? I don't think that's what he means when he says that. I believe our pastor's heart twenty twenty two is going to be our year where we're as a church, not as just individual leaders and not just as a pastor, but where people, of the body of Christ, where we all jump on board on this thing together and we walk in confidence, we walk in authority, we realize that we are what Jesus. Jesus Jesus says we are, and we can do what Jesus says we can do, and together we're going to accomplish a lot, not just on Sunday mornings, but in our neighborhoods. Come on, somebody, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our workplaces. Come on, we came here for life changes, for transformation, and so really as we enter into this year, I just started praying, Lord, what would it be? What would be a word that you would have for our church? And the Lord reminded me of this word confidence. Let me define it for you this morning. Confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. The feeling or belief that you can rely on someone or something. Another version or another definition would be it's a firm trust. Come on. Now, if we start talking about confidence, we we rely on a lot of things. Hello, y'all got here with vehicles. Sometimes vehicles are not reliable. (laughs) Yes, yes. Just mine, okay? But but we rely on a lot of things, and let me illustrate this, Uh, just really on this idea that you can rely on someone or something. This past week, I got to go to uh, Wallace State to watch some of our local teams. Y'all didn't know this. We got some local high school teams getting ready to play for a state championship. That's exciting. Y'all celebrate those kids and those coaches. Come on. But uh, but as we're at these basketball games, if you have ever watched basketball, especially high school basketball, you can see the nerves in kids. They start shaking. They get to the free throw line right? And at the end of the game, they get the opportunity to maybe seal the deal, to win the game, or they got to shoot a free throw. And so it really, there has to be, when you get to that moment, you got to have confidence, your team has got to have confidence in you and in your ability. There's going to be a time at the end of the game where the coach is going to call a timeout because it's his last timeout. He looks at the scorekeeper, I got one more timeout. You got one more, right? Calls a timeout. We draw the play up, and the coach is not looking for, for the person that's practiced the best. The coach is not looking for the person that scored the most. The coach is looking for the person that has the most confidence. Come on, I just wanna tell you this morning, we use confidence in lots of things. How about this, in relationships? Was this last series on relationships not good? Come on, some good stuff. If you're watching online, you didn't catch all those sermons, you can always do that at igotofaith.com. Check those sermons out. This has been a great series in relationships. But confidence in relationships is important too. Guys, let me talk to y'all for a minute about confidence. The ladies wanna be with a guy who's confident. Girls, can I get an amen? amen right they want to be with someone that who knows who he is they want to be with someone that knows how to dress and they're confident in it they want to be for a, they want to be with a guy that pays for the meals hello because he has a job right that like hey we're confidently going on a day I worked to get this money and I didn't get it from mom and daddy hello right confidence right guys let me talk to y'all for a minute maybe maybe some of you would agree with this the ladies or, or ladies, let me talk to you guys. Y'all can agree with me. We, we don't really need a girl that, that has to post lots of images of herself on social media to get affirmation. We're trying to find, we, there's some guys like me, that's me, right? But we're trying to find someone that knows who they are in Christ and someone that is adorned by not their braided hair and their jewelry, but by the way they live with a quiet, gentle spirit. Come on, that's what guys are looking for in relationships. So we, we look at confidence. How about this? Jobs and careers anybody anybody or is an employer which means you're going to interview some people you're going to look for an interviewee that has confidence like i i I'm going to take there might be some people that are more qualified but if there's a guy or a girl that sits in front of me that has confidence I'm more likely to pay attention to that or if you have a job, how many of you have jobs? Hello, wave at me. Good, good. All right, if you have a job, I can promise you one thing. Your employer wants to see that confidence grow more and more. Just because you got the job don't mean it's time to sit back and relax. Hello. It means we got to go after We got to grow. We got to stretch ourselves, And we got to develop some more confidence. Today, the big idea, here's what the big idea for us. All campuses, I want you to hear this. Confidence is a crucial characteristic in the call of every Christ follower. Oh, wait a minute, Pastor Ryan. Now you're talking talking about calling. You're talking about Christ following. I I don't know. Some of us, maybe we're here today and we're just fans of this whole Jesus thing. Maybe we're just here. We just are, we're just kind of leaning in every now and then. I'm I'm, I'm here to talk to you today. If you are a follower of Jesus, you have a call on your life. You have a call to get outside of your box. You have a call to stretch yourself. We have a call to, to really walk in what the Lord has put in front of us. We say it all the time, next steps you got saved, you give your heart and life to Jesus, there's another step. After you get water baptized, there's another step. You get on a surf team. After you get on a surf team, there's another step in the call of Jesus over your life. is to duplicate what you've done, what someone's done in you, you to duplicate that into someone else so that we can stretch and we can make a difference and we can have more people on surf teams, more people watching babies, more people holding doors. Because as a church and as an organization and as the followers of Jesus, there's a call in our life. Come on, amen. Anybody fired up today? Let's go. I've been up since 5 a.m. setting up a campus, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> I actually got some Faith Church Cafe coffee this morning, too. I'm going to miss that. <laughs> every now and then, I, yeah, every now and then I'll come over and get one. Someone, someone saw me there, like, you came all the way over here to get coffee? No, but I will. <laughs> Great idea. Come on. Come on, Shoals. Just for, just for a period of time, we'll suffer. Then we'll be blessed beyond imagination. All right. So this morning, hey, I came to help someone, and uh, and the way that I know this message, and the way I know the Lord helped me, uh, but I want to be honest with you again. Just, it's been a challenge for me. Uh, my son this morning called me, and I uh, really had this conversation. He said, "Dad, I just want you to know, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that you will walk in confidence today." I mean, twelve years old, I was like, "I'm ready now." You know, just 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 that moment, like, "Hey, I'm just praying. I know you're, you've been you've been insecure. You've been kind of." Question yourself and, and, and indecisive. He just said, I'm just praying for you. But but I, I just believe, man, that the word the Lord's given me is a timely message. And here's what I want to say to you. I believe it's time in the church. It's time in the church where it is crucial for us to start having encouraging conversations, encouraging conversations on how to walk in boldness and how to learn to walk in confidence and really to begin to live with the authority that Jesus has given us. We got to start having some better conversations. Like, Let's not talk about what makes us different and what what separates us and what my opinion is. Let's start looking at how we can build each other up. Let's start looking at how we can encourage each other in the days that we have left, right? How we can begin to walk in confidence as sons and daughters of God. Because when we walk in confidence, other people see it. And we're going to get more into that in just a little bit. But what we live, here's what I want to say to you, we live in a confidence-killing culture. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like God can move today and we can be like, I am who you say I am. You're my champion. I, I'm a victor because of you. Every battle's won. But then we go outside these four walls. Some of us are going to get on social media. Some of us are going to get around some friends. Some of us are going to go back to, to what we were doing prior to church. And we live in a culture today. It's confidence-killing. You say, well, I don't know what you mean by that. Let me tell you, we've, we've been under some media troubles lately. Would you agree? Like you cut the TV on, it's not, a, it's not a great picture of what's happening in culture. It's not a great picture of what's happening in our country. We can, we can go back to even the pandemic. I, I started thinking about some of this, that, that really when I cut on my TV, there were moments of highs and lows. I was excited and thought maybe we're coming up out of this pandemic, and then I would hit this low like the numbers are higher than they've ever been. Am I the only one? Come on! I, I cut on the TV. And I see things in culture, uh, the racial tension in America that took place. Come on! It just was. It just was really unhealthy for the body. It just was really unhealthy because of what media was saying. We live in a, a culture killing. It, it kills our confidence. Uh, some of us during that time we we quit our jobs. Some of us changed our careers. Come on, Lawrenceburg, some people changed their careers. Shoals, some of you quit your jobs. Maybe some of us, we ain't even went back to work yet, right? Come on, they're like, thank you, Lord, for the checks, right? But, but here's the reality. Our confidence was shaken because of what's happening on the outside, because of the circumstances. Some of us live in fear of Tomorrow. We live in fear of what's the next disease that might come up. What's the next thing that will affect us? What's the, do I get vaccine? Do I not get vaccine? Are y'all with me? We've been on a journey lately of highs and lows. So I just wanna say to you, we live in a confidence killing culture. Social media, social media was, was used far greater in the last two years than any years ever before. People are finding their identity out of social media. People are are getting on social media and they're comparing their lives. Well, I don't have what she has. I don't have what they have. I'll never be able to attain this. I'll never be able to attain that. And when we look at that and we begin to compare rather than look inward, we begin to, our confidence is under attack. Temptations, we make decisions based off of things that happen in culture. We make decisions, it kills our confidence. Uh, I wrote this indecisive, indecisive and insecure. i want to take a moment and just tell you that, that really personally for me, so you know that, that the Lord really spoke to me on this message. Uh, I, I was a youth pastor here again for nine years, but really uh, in the last year, I've been in transition. But the year prior to that, right when the pandemic took place, there was a moment for me where I didn't know if I was supposed to be called to ministry. Can I say that this morning and be a safe place? There was a moment for me where I didn't know if anybody cared what I had to say. There was a moment for me where I didn't even know if God even heard my prayers because I was looking at things that was going on on media. I was looking at social media. I was preaching to empty rooms, hoping that teenagers were leaning in. Come on, Pastor Steve knows what that feels like. And 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 I just went through this moment where I allowed what's going on on the outside to affect what the call of God is on my life. My confidence was shaken. There might've been people that spoke into that. There might've been situations and circumstances. That doesn't matter. But all of us today, I believe we could come together and say that we all have dealt with insecurities, that all of us have dealt with insecurities and all of us have been indecisive at times. Here's what I wanna say to you this morning. A lack of confidence, a lack of confidence produces an abundance of fear. If you, don't, if you don't have confidence in who Jesus says you are, I promise you, you've opened the door for the enemy to tell you who he thinks you are. Come on. If you don't have confidence in the call of God on your life, I promise you, you open the door for the enemy to show you another road or another avenue that you can travel. And so this morning, man, I came to help you as I know the Lord has helped me in this message. And if we're going to be the Christ followers, we're going to be the church. Here's what I said. If we're going to be the kind of church, faith church, faith church Lawrenceburg, faith church Shoals, faith church right here in Florence, faith church online, if we're going to be that church that we've been positioned to be, I want, to hear, I want you to hear me say this, confidence is crucial. It's a crucial characteristic to what the Lord wants to do. Uh, one of the disciples, Peter, he just wrote just a, a verse. I just want to say it to you. He says, you need to always be willing and ready. Y'all say always willing and ready. Always be willing and ready. You say, well, that doesn't say anything about confidence. I think the ready part is confidence. You need to always be willing and ready to give an account for the hope that you have. You mean when I leave church today and I go to Logan's to eat some rolls, I gotta be willing and ready? That's what he said, right? You mean when I go to a family get together and all my family hates me because they know I'm a Christian? Yeah, I gotta be willing and ready right there. You mean when I go to work tomorrow and I get paid to be there, but I might have a coworker that needs the hope of Jesus, that needs encouragement, they need me to walk in confidence, they need me to know who I am because of what God said about me? You mean I got to be willing and ready right then? That's what, it's, that's what the word means. He says, always be willing and ready to give an account for the hope. So today I have three specific things the Lord gave me for our church, and uh, I hope you guys are ready for them. I think it'll help you. For, number one, number one, we need self-confidence Yes, we need self-confidence. You're like, you're supposed to be talking to us as a church. Well, I am. But first and foremost, God can't do something through your life till he does it in you. And we need a self-confidence. When we look in the mirror today, just asking across the board, asking across all campuses, when you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? Are you pleased with who you are? I'm not talking about who you want to be. I'm not talking about who you wish you were. I'm not talking about where where you've once been before in your life today. Are you confident with who you are right now? Maybe, maybe, but the answers are pretty alarming when you begin to look at at where most of us would be. If we had individual conversations, I think all of us would say, no, I'm not really where I want to be. I haven't been walking in the confidence. I've actually been walking in fear. I've not, not really accomplished the goals that I wanted or that I set for myself. And, and so no, I'm not really where I, I, I wanna be. When you look in the mirror, where, where are you at? As a society in general, we're not trending in the right direction, but especially God's people. Today, I'm here to talk about the Christ followers. If we polled this room, how many people? how many people would just say, man, the decisions and the thoughts and the actions in my life has affected my confidence, has affected my confidence. Again, i want to say to you again, a lack of confidence produces an abundance of fear. I'll give you a couple of statistics I came across that are pretty alarming as it talks about self-confidence. In the last three to five years, depression and anxiety, it's a word we hear a lot. This morning, as we began to sing about Walls coming down. Maybe some of us—that's where you go to—is man. I just feel lonely. I'm I'm insecure. I've been in a dark season. Uh, I'm anxious all the time. Like, but that—that's a—that's a a hot topic in society. Depression, anxiety. Listen to these numbers: two out of every five practicing Christians admit to dealing with depression and anxiety. Two out of every five. Sixty-four percent of church leaders in the last year have admitted to struggling with depression and anxiety. 38% of full-time church leaders have considered quitting. So we're, talk, we're not talking about the world and what the world says. We're talking about the church, the kingdom of God, that if God's gonna move in our society, if he's gonna move in our, our neighborhoods, he's gonna move through our lives, he's gonna have to do it in us first. The numbers are not trending in the right direction. So today, man, maybe, maybe for you, maybe, maybe it's not for you, but, but for someone today, we need self-confidence. How about this? George Barna did a research in 2011 that 50% of the believers were walking away from their faith. 50%. But in 2022, that number is at 64%, which means people who have had a relationship with Jesus, they've said, I am who you say I am. I can do what you said I can do. I can accomplish everything. If God is for me, then who can be against me? It means that people are coming to a point in time in their life where they're saying it's too difficult. It's too, it's too, I have too much fear overtaking me. I have too much doubt and insecurity. And so today, as we talk about this, we need a self-confidence. That though we're many parts, right? And Pastor talked about this not too long ago. Though we're many different parts of the body, we all function together. When one of us is hurting, we're all hurting. When one of us are insecure, we're all dealing with some insecurities. And so today, man, I just came to encourage to build up the body. I can do everything, man. The word says, but but in this world of self confidence, some of us are high on the high spectrum, and some of us are on the low. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, if you've been around me a little bit, it might it might have been said that uh, that I could be too confident. Anybody else been too confident before? Some some people might would label that cocky, right? But. We have highs and lows, man. Some of us are, are on the cocky side of things and some of us are just on the cowardly side of things. Like, I don't, I don't wanna talk in front of groups. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna get out of my comfort zone. I only like what I like. I don't wanna be stretched, challenged, pushed, nothing. Some of us need to be humbled and some of us need to be built up. Amen? Come on, it's quiet in here today. It's just, just some conversation. I know it's a heavy, heavy moment, but we're going somewhere, so going somewhere with it. So here, here's the question, where should we be? Pastor Ron, since you're the one that's given the word, you're the one that's given the challenge, where should we be for us to have the confidence that the Lord wants us to have? I wanna look in the book of Isaiah chapter 43, an Old Testament prophecy. But just a, a word for us today. If you're, if you're online or you're at either campus or you're here today and you say, man, I have struggled with self-confidence and self-worth and I have doubted, I have had thoughts that, that I shouldn't have and I have been a, really in a really tough season. Maybe, maybe this word today is for you. Here's what, here's what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid for I have ransomed you. I've purchased you. There was a price to pay, I paid it. I ransomed you. I've called you by name. Look at this right here. i, I, I highlighted this part. You are mine. You are mine. So today, I just, I just wanna speak. I don't know, maybe you're going down the road right now and you're watching online or you're listening, but I just wanna speak to a minute. I wanna speak to this for just a minute. If you're dealing with some self-confidence, you're dealing with some insecurity, here's what the Lord says. I bought you. Nobody can take you from me. I am pleased with you. There's nothing you could ever do that could push me away. Come on, that's who we serve. When you go through the deep waters, some of you, it feels like I can't get my head above water. When you go through the deep waters, here's what he says I'll be with you. Come on. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, here's what the word says you will not drown. Come on, that's the God we serve. When you walk through the fire of oppression, it just feels like someone's always against me. There's always a force pushing back. I can't seem to get my head above water. I can't seem to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. When you go through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Why? For I am the Lord, here he is, your God. He's making it personal. I'm the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel your Savior. Come on, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm gonna lead the way this morning. I need saving. I need a Savior in my life to help me every day, to help me keep my head above waters, to help, me, to help me realize that I can do and be everything he's called me to be. Come on, somebody give God some praise this morning. So we can read all the self-help books, we can listen to all the TED Talks, and we can find the Leadership Motivational podcasts all we want. But true self-confidence is found in Christ and in Christ alone, in a relationship with Jesus, that we realize that while I was yet a sinner, Jesus, you still died for me. That while I was still living my life the way I wanted to, God, you still came in and you said, I'm gonna make a way, I have a plan for your life to prosper you. Come on, that's the reason that we can have confidence today. I don't have confidence in myself. I don't have confidence in the things that i work for. I have confidence in Jesus and what he has done and how he has moved and worked in my life. I, I, I said it like this just because it helps me. I'm, I'm made right in his sight. I'm made right. There's nothing good in me. Paul says that there's nothing good in us, but when Jesus comes in, he makes us right. He makes us righteous. All things are made right through that. Number two today, something else we need. We don't just need self-confidence. We need a seen confidence. Come on. We need a seen confidence. Some of you are like, what does that mean? Let me ask this question. Did people that are far from God this week look at your life and see what you think and how you live according to your God? Did people look at your life in your your workplace, in your classrooms? Did the coaches that coach us, did the teachers that teach us, did, did the people in our lives see our faith lived out? Did they see that confidence? Just a question. Did the people that we do life with uh, every day see us live in such a way that we believe who he says he is, that we believe he can do what he says he can do and through our lives. It matters what people see. It matters. Listen, in, in ministry, perception doesn't always seem fair, but perception matters. What people perceive sometimes, especially as leadership talk, is more important than what the reality is. And we could get into lots of conversations about that, but I'll just leave that there. And some of you go, you know what? I can hear you right now. Confidence doesn't matter. Like, listen, you and Pastor Steve and Pastor Adam, all the leaders, all the leaders in church, Ty, Braden, all of y'all, Pastor AJ, y'all are the ones that need the confidence. All we need to do is just, we just need to be right with the Lord in our hearts. Come on, y'all with me? Come on, Larsberg. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm right in my heart, it's good. Y'all can do all the talking. I'm gonna show you today in scripture, that's not true. We need to have a confidence in who we are, but we also need other people to see the confidence that we have in Jesus. It matters. It matters so much so that had there not been some people in the past and in history not have a confidence, we might not be here. The New Testament church, the secret sauce. Uh, I'll, I'll prove it this way. So I had a knee injury a couple of weeks ago It hurts every now and then. It don't hurt sometimes, okay? So some of y'all can say whatever you want about me and you can judge me. I don't know what's going on. Something don't feel right here and it's wiggling and sometimes it hurts. And I didn't do it on a basketball court. I did it getting out of a truck. Okay, laugh, go ahead, laugh, (laughs) laugh. It's called old age, right? Come on. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, but I went to the knee doctor, right? Went to the knee doctor for the first time. And when I walked in the office, I wasn't concerned with going to a knee doctor that thinks they might know what's going on with my knee. I wasn't interested in sitting in front of somebody that's like, well, I think it could be this, it might be that. Y'all know what I'm saying. I wanted to sit in front of a guy and be like, I've seen something like that before. You need to go get an MRI. You got an MCL tear, right? I I mean, I I wanted the doctor that I was going to to have confidence because it was visible to me. I wanted to make sure that I was in the right place. Let, Let me, let me, Bring it to another world. Parents, where are you at? Wave at me. Parents, listen, can you see faster than anybody when your kids don't have the confidence they need? Yes? Listen, when my kid gets in the car, I can tell you pretty quick if they're in trouble, if they got bullied, I know. Whether we're on a basketball court or we're in a dance recital or we're on a softball field, I know when my kids are shaking and their confidence is shaking. Come on. You better believe as a follower of Jesus, the Lord's looking down from heaven right now, and he knows when your confidence is shaken. It's visible. And not only that, other people see it too. Yesterday at a basketball game, my son was having an attitude like his mama. <laughs> Just kidding. He gets, he gets it all from me, right? But he, it's, that's true. You're right, Ty. But uh, his confidence was shaken. Couple, couple turnovers, couple of things that happened in basketball, but he got his head down. Everything was a miss. He, you know, and I was able to see it visible, just like that. I just want to say to you this morning, I'm not here to talk about my kids. I'm here to talk about you and your life. There's coworkers of yours. They know when your confidence is shaken. They know when you've spent time with Jesus and when you haven't they know if you really believe that, he, that you are who he says you are or if you don't believe it. Because if, if we just want to check a box and we just want to come to church and we just want to be fans of Jesus, that, that's cool because that, that's already being said. But if you're a follower of Christ, maybe they're coming tomorrow to expect you to walk in a confidence that they need. Come on, can I preach this morning? Maybe, maybe they're needing you to claim the confidence over your life to help them see what they need to do and how they need to live. And so when, when we look at confidence, however we say it, I want to say this, regardless of what my kids do, regardless of, uh, of what, what we're doing in our workplace, I want to, this moment right here, however, nothing pleases me more as a dad, come on, dads, where are we at, right? Nothing pleases me more as their father to see the children succeed That when they overcome confidence. Sometimes that don't happen overnight it's a lesson learned a lesson learned but but that moment when they walk in confidence nothing pleases me more nothing pleases me more to see my children succeed to crush their goals to get the trophies to be rewarded to achieve the things that they set out in life and then not only that but to see the joy on their faces yesterday i didn't get to go to my daughter's dance competition in nashville but she won a gold medal with a duet come on all stars dance She don't get her dance moves from me. I promise you that. But she accomplished a goal. She overcame some Obstacles. She was dealing with high ankle sprain, but she she accomplished a goal. And then to see her with that trophy and that smiling moment. As I'm preparing and I'm praying into this, and I'm believing that the Lord has given me a word for you. The Lord reminded me nothing pleases me more for you to walk in confidence. Nothing pleases me more for than for you to to fight through the adversity and the insecurity and the indecisiveness that the pandemic brought, that social media brought. Nothing pleases me more than for you to claim in that moment, God, you called me, you set me apart, you anointed me for this, God. There's people in the shoals that need to know who you are and the plan you have for their life. God, I'm ready to go. I might not have anybody with me, but God, I'm gonna love. I'm gonna serve. Nothing pleases me more for that moment. Listen, when when I know God's looking up in heaven and He just begins to applaud and say, There's my child. He's walking in confidence. He's walking in joy. He's walking in the peace. He's walking, all the walls are coming down. And so this morning, man, I just hope it's encouraged you the way it has for me. I need self-confidence. I need a, a visible confidence. I need a visible confidence. Let me, let me, let me read this scripture to you before, before we get out of here. The members of the council in Acts chapter four, verse 13, the members of the council were amazed. Y'all say amazed. amazed. Amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in scriptures, but they recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Come on, put your name in this scripture. Put your name, your situation this week. That, that when they saw the boldness of your name, when they saw your boldness, they could see that you're not an ordinary person or that you're just an ordinary person. You have no special training. You don't have a doctorate. You don't have a seminary degree. There's nothing special about you, but they also see and recognize that you've spent time with Jesus. Come on, it's the Bible. We don't just need self-confidence. We need a visible, seen confidence. Jesus, he preached with authority. People said that about him. This man preaches with a real authority from heaven. How about, Paul, how about uh, Peter? When the Bible says that he preached a sermon and 3,000 people were added that day, do we think Peter stepped up in front of people? And well, hey, let me, let me just tell you a little bit about this guy named Jesus. I think he died on a cross. I think he resurrected. I think he has a plan for your life. Come on, do you envision that? When I read it, I think Peter stood up in front of everybody and said, look, I made mistakes. Jesus was walking with me on water and and I took my eyes off of him, but he forgave me. He reinstated me. He has a plan for my life. I came here today to tell you something. I walked with him. He died on a cross. He resurrected and he, listen, he has a plan for your life. You need to repent and turn to God. You need to get right and and, and get where you need to be. And the Bible says that as he began to preach, 3,000 people were added to the church. What could God do with your confidence this week? Berg, what could God do with your confidence this week? As you live out this thing called faith, this journey, how could God use what he's done in your life to impact others? Shoals, come on, what could God do if we walked in confidence and we walked into boldness? And we said, I'm self-confident. I, I'm, I'm aware that I need a seen confidence. But the best part and the, the final exclamation point to the whole thing is we need assured confidence. We need to know that we know, right? There's a place in scripture where, where, the, where the writer says, I've written these things so that you may know that you have eternal life. I wanna know. Here's how we can know. First Corinthians chapter 15, as I get ready to wrap this up. Here's what Paul says to the church of Corinth. As he gets ready to kind of leave them in this moment, the final parting word he says, "I pass on to you what was most important, and what had also been passed on to me, that Christ died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. He was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scripture said." You say, well, "Why is that the exclamation point?" Because that's the gospel. That's where our victory is at right there. That Jesus said he was gonna do it and he did it. That he, that he said, hey, I'm, you're going t- this body is gonna be broken for you so that your sins can be covered, so that you can have oneness with God, so that you can be made right in his sight. And then listen, newsflash, Jesus said he was gonna raise from the dead and he did it. And because he raised from the dead, you and I can raise from the dead things in our life, the dead situations, the dead friendships. We can walk into confidence because his victory is our victory. He won so that we can win. I would say it like this. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from it. Everything from this day forward, the moment you invited Jesus into your heart, the victory is yours. Is it always gonna happen the way you want? Probably not. But there will always be a cross. And there will always be a resurrected Savior that says, you are my child. You are my son, you are my daughter. And I'm confident in your ability. Why? Because I'm confident in what I did for you, that it's more than enough. That this morning is the reason that we can have assured confidence. And I know, I gotta speak to this this morning. I know in this moment, there's uncertainty about what's happening In the war between Russia and Ukraine, will will the war come to America? Do we have the leaders in place that'll make the right decisions? I can tell you one thing, our confidence needs to be in the Lord. And I can tell you another thing, you should start praying for our, our president. You start praying for the cabinet. Whether you agree with him or not, we better start praying. But today I wanna just leave you with a final word of what the word says about what we really need to put our trust in. King David with confidence. He says, some nations, they boast in their chariots and their horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord, our God. Come on. Some nations, they boast in their military. They boast in how much money they have. They boast in all this other stuff. But David said, but, but we, the kingdom of God, we boast. We have confidence in the name of Jesus because it's assured confidence. It's assured confidence. So as I get ready to close this morning, I I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know the walls that you've built. I don't know in the moment earlier, in the the worship time, I I don't know if the Lord was dealing with your heart, but but here's what I do know. I needed this message because I know God has a plan for my life. He has something that he's called me to and I wanna walk in it. And I don't wanna walk in it with timidness timidness. I wanna walk in it with boldness and confidence. And my prayer today is that you would walk in boldness. Lawrenceburg, that you would walk in boldness. Shows that you would walk in boldness and confidence and that together, man, we would walk this thing out and achieve all that God has for us. But maybe you're watching today and you're here, you're listening online and you say, I don't know that I really know this Jesus. I don't know if there's ever been a moment where I've been made aware of what he's done for me. Listen, just like that last scripture, He died on the cross, he resurrected, he's alive. He said he would do it, he did it. The Bible says all you have to do is confess your mouth, believe in your heart and you will be saved. And then you can begin to find confidence in that relationship with Jesus. We're made right in his sight. Our confidence truly is found only in a relationship with Jesus. Let's pray together. Father we love you today and we thank you Lord for your word. We thank you for this time to be together. Lord, I pray across all campuses. I pray God for everybody that's here in Florence. God, that you just would you would allow your word to move in our lives. God, I pray we would hear today your heartbeat. That confidence is crucial to our call. God, we want to serve you. We want to honor you. God, we want to honor the people that's around us. God, this week, so Lord, do what you want to do in our lives so that we can accomplish everything that you've set before us and you've called us to. Lord, we love you and we give you the highest praise today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen.